Hi, and welcome to Co-op Couch. I'm your host, Richard. With me in the studio today, as always, is your other host, Monty. Today we are going to be talking about llama drama and what that means. Uh, we're going to also be talking about loot boxes and how they are affecting our youth. We're going to talk about IO's new fantasy IP and what it will be most likely be. We're going to talk about Starfield and how it may be an Xbox exclusive, as well as another Xbox exclusive, Star Wars. There's going to be a Star Wars game exclusively for Xbox. Let's discuss. I think we should talk about Lama Drama. I think Lama Drama is going to be a fun thing to just keep saying, even though I have no idea what's going on here. It just you really got to read the head of the headline on this one. It's just loot boxes are dead. What comes next? What will be worse? Yeah, so so this follows loot boxes being canceled in certain countries. Is that is that what this is going off of? <clears throat> yeah. I see. I see. So oh, I see. So it's about it's about kids buying it. It, it should be illegal for kids under eighteen buying loot boxes. I mean, I agree. It is a form of gambling. Um, it's a cheap shot, you know, but I mean, at the same time, advertisers have been doing it for years. We have, uh, you know, like cereal boxes with surprise gifts in them. Isn't that kind of the same idea? I mean, maybe, but I still, your parents are going to know a cereal box and granted the longer gaming's been around, parents are going to know more about what video gaming is and what <clears throat> gaming has been done. But at the same time, there's still parents that don't know the difference between Nintendo. It's like, oh, the new Xbox just came out. The parents probably go and be like, yeah, we need the new Nintendo. Because that was, <laughs> that that was, was gaming to some of them. Every, everything was a Nintendo for my mom. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what you grew up with. It, it wasn't a three horse race like it is now it was just nintendo so they just assume gaming nintendo but yeah uh yeah my mom used to her punishment for me was taking away the nintendo and i'm doing air quotes here uh when i had an xbox or even an xbox 360 she would come into my room and and take the nintendo uh the n64 thinking that she was punishing me um, I legitimately didn't have it plugged in just so that she could just easily go, and I'm taking your console too, and then walks out of the room, and then I turn on the Xbox. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it goes into what we keep rehashing here and there is pricing of video games is kind of, yeah, in my opinion, pushed, is what pushed for loot boxes because you kind of got to jump with inflation and game prices haven't gone up for 20 plus years or so and so they brought out loot boxes as well I, you there's a heavy argument that yeah these are this is gambling for kids and you could be running the risk of having these kids become gambling addicts because of the endorphins you're releasing when it comes yeah. to the high risk high reward thing and you know i'm sure there's plenty of people that would argue it's like it's not really you kind of know what you're getting is you are getting something back whether it's something you want that's another thing but yeah it's um 
you know, I did it on like Destiny. I definitely spent money on loot boxes, and uh, for them, it was the uh, you know the Eververse engrams. Uh, and and you never know what you're gonna get. It's a grab bag. Sometimes it's garbage. Sometimes it's great. Uh, you are a big proponent of Overwatch, and you and you had to have known this was coming. Uh, Overwatch's loot box system is ridiculous. It's it's literally the whole game. It's about loot boxes. Have you ever spent money on those? Yeah, I'd spend some during like the events, obviously, but it was never to a ridiculous point. I mean, but they they were also decent and it's like every level was a loot box guaranteed for every level you got so even during the event it was an event themed loot box so i mean if you grinded a lot during that event you could get what you wanted yeah but you know it it was never to a point where it's like ah i just dropped five hundred dollars what a what what, whoops it'd be like I'll do five dollars or something, whatever the four ninety nine, whatever the like low one is for five pack or whatever, and just go see if I got anything. It's like, eh, not really, but eh, it's it is what it is. It, you play long enough in like in certain games like that, yeah, you can eventually just buy what you want. Yeah, I, I'd say you know Apex uh, kind of comes to mind when I think of this too. Um, they have those events where, especially with heirlooms, where you want to buy. I mean, it, it gets ridiculous sometimes. So you're talking thousands of dollars worth of stuff if you were to just, you know, buy it and get it. Um, so the loot boxes Apex... seem a little. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say Apex is uh, theirs is a little it, and it was worse at the beginning because they had such a feedback on it from fans when they first started it. But I mean, theirs is yeah. still atrocious. You have no way of earning except for this like last anniversary one you could have earned i think it was like three for it but there's if you break it down and i've seen certain people it's like this is the cheapest way to get the heirloom because to get the heirloom you have to get all i think it's like 24 somewhere in there pieces and i think the cheapest one was 170 some dollars to get the heirloom so you're spending almost 200 dollars on a free-to-play game to get each heirloom which they do like one a season so for you're looking at a solid 600 plus dollars a year to get all the heirlooms if you're that heavy into a game but so according to this study here um talking about these loot boxes it says that uh recent uh recent research suggests that 40 percent of all children uh, that play video games have bought loot boxes uh, that means that 40% of children under the age of 18 are, are potentially gambling, if we call this gambling. Um, I mean, I would... It is a fine line, sir. <laughs> like, uh, you're not getting any monetary value, though. It, it's it's kind of the endorphins, yes. And I can see how it can make people addicted to gambling. But, I mean, you can't, like, I guess you can, but you can't always resell the stuff you get out of it. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, unless you like certain things, like you sell your account, but PlayStation, or not PlayStation, PC would be easier to probably sell certain accounts on things. But it's, like you said, it's a very fine line, and it's where you're going to rest on that. I mean, 
look, we, we've talked about it here, and games shouldn't be $60. If, if games were more than that, uh, then you probably wouldn't need the need for loot boxes. But uh, on the same side of the argument, uh, games like Fortnite, which is what we're talking about with this llama drama, <laughs> I just wanted to say it again, uh, it, it, it's free. So how do you fix that with this type of game? Do you just sell season passes like Apex? Um, well, I'm, I'm sure they have season pass, but I mean, yeah, <clears throat> you could take the loot box part out of it. If you just do where it's like this much for the skin where you have like Apex will do the 2000 credits to which is like 20 bucks for a skin or 18, 20 bucks for a skin. So you're removing any gambling aspect of it. You're literally just paying for the skin. You can still support those systems because, I mean, let's be honest. People, even if you took the random loot boxes out of things, are still going to buy skins because they want the that certain skin. For sure. But it's just when you put these like loot boxes in there, it was like, I really want this one skin, but I might have to spend $1 or $100 to get it. Yeah, I um I agree that so so uh, uh, touching on that. So if I was to buy a skin that was also in these loot boxes, and the skin is twenty dollars, but you can buy or you could buy that skin or you could buy ten loot boxes and possibly get that skin. Personally, I'm more I'm more gonna go spend the twenty dollars if I want specifically that skin, and I don't care about anything else that's in this loot pool, then I will pay the twenty dollars. But I guess that comes down to the gambling part, right? So that's what makes you feel like it's gambling. Because a kid coming in saying, oh, I only got $10. Well, at least I can gamble and try to get what I want, right? And that that instills that into their head, that that repetitive, is it, is it, is it, is it, oh, or is it, is it, is it, yes, you know? Uh, and and I can see how that can cause gambling issues in the future, especially with these uh, these games becoming more frequent. These free to play with with like loot boxes, it's pretty frequent now. Uh, as this article goes on to say, it says uh, that free to play mobile games are one of the biggest things, with eighty eight percent player base being under the age of eleven for mobile games. I'm looking for that right now, but uh, I think it said on average they pay they spend thirty cents per person. So percent of all digital games revenues come from free to play games. This business model, stop yeah. me, please. This business model works uh, not because everyone spends money in game, but because there are huge revenues to be made from small minority, which are codenamed whales, by the way, uh, who spend a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do like me a whale. I like I, I used to call them sugar mamas, but I guess we're not supposed to say that no more. Uh, let's see, roughly half <laughs> of the over ten billion pounds spent on loot boxes worldwide each year came from just five percent of players. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god! Like just let that sink in. Ten billion dollars. This is ten billion pounds. Yes. Yeah. Pounds. Ten billion pounds uh, spent on loot boxes came just from five percent of players. Man. Oh, I mean, when you talk about the the price gap, or not just the price gap, but the wage gap in in the U.S. and in other countries, this is nuts, man. Five percent spend that much money. <laughs> oh, 
That's insane. Well, that's just that's the thing. It's like that's why EA keeps playing these, doing these sports games because they can get oh the, the FIFA's and the I don't even know what they're called. But FIFA is literally a, a, a ch- ch- what, what are they called? A pachinko ch- machine. Pachinko machine. It is. It even has uh it even has a freaking pool arm uh in there that you can that you can gamble away with the money in the game. And well. Just- the funny thing is, let me look this up. But uh, there was actually an NBA game. Yeah, NBA game. Because and it was like right around the con- controversy of this stuff. It actually had a freaking gambling wheel in it. I think it was NBA Two K. Um, and I, and I'm searching as well. Cause, well, uh, I, I I know it was Two K because Two K is the only one that consistently releases. Uh, EA one is not. But. 2K20 has a slot machine. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Look, look at this fucking thing. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> That's straight up gambling, though. Like, look at this. And then they have they have a casino mode too. I mean, like at least when Grand Theft Auto added a casino, they they were you know out about it. Like, hey, <laughs> this is a casino. Uh, and plus, but- that, that game's made for adults. But rated M for mature is 17. Certain states, you can't gamble until you're 21. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So you're saying, uh, not putting words in your mouth, but you're saying uh, if we were to have these types of games, uh, they would definitely at least need to have a different rating system. Rated well, and that's G for gambling. It would be like a movie theater where, like, if you had this one movie that couldn't get it to an R, it'd be an NC seventeen. Mm. So, I mean, you would considerably limit who would be able to buy that game, which is what a lot of these people have tried to avoid. Except, obviously, <clears throat> Rockstar's parent company here with Two K. Yeah, Two K. I remember Red I remember Dead is owned is by Two K. There. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because, um, dude, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big sports fan, like what, not just like regular, but I mean like in game two. And I don't understand why you would even want to do this. It's to get the best team. It's just like the people that in CSGO would spend money on these guns or spend money on... I never played CSGO, so I just know like guns and stuff like that for it, but it's or just somebody that spends edge. money on guns in Fallout, you know? Make, making a call back to a game that we haven't talked about yet on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure we've mentioned it, but I eat I guess kind of the same, but there's no real competitive edge to it. I mean, like the NBA ones and there's... Uh, the new one that I've been playing is that MLB the show there is like a they call diamond dynasty where you get cards well the players determine there's like an overall player rating on the cards so they have like bronze silver gold diamond and you get these by doing uh doing certain things in the diamond dynasty or certain things in exhibition and so you can earn all these cards or you can buy them, but there's also a literal marketplace on there that people can post the cards they have. And I was for, for uh, giggles, shits and giggles. One day I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to see go there. And there's this one card that was a 
I think he's like a diamond number, diamond level 97. And it was 365,000 stubs, which let me look that up here on my handy dandy app. I want to say would it be $240 somewhere in there? So, so I was curious, and I, and I'm listening to you talk about this. And look at this: uh, different deluxe editions of the uh, MLB The Show 21 comes with these uh, the diamond choices that you're talking about. Uh, for just eighty-five dollars, you get one diamond choice. For a hundred dollars, you get the two. Uh, and it looks like this other one, you only get one, but you get other stuff. You get two gold, ten. Oh, and then two hundred fifty thousand or twenty-five thousand subs. That's interesting. Uh, I didn't know about all this. This is all new to me. I don't even know what half of this means. Uh, but that's interesting. That uh, I mean, even in the way they sell it, they sell it with the idea that you're going to be get, you're going to be getting these cards and and worried about them. You like the show, don't you? You play that one. I do, but like I said to you before, I play it differently than other people. I've never. I play it more for like just man baseball management basically. That's just like a sim game for me. Otherwise, I'll do like the uh, road to the show is where you'll create your character, which I see they have a lot of. It, it's kind of seeped over into that as as well with the the packs and everything. But there there's no I'm not buying anything off that. I'll just play it through. Uh, even if I do on this one, that it's. And here comes, a, I guess, something else we can discuss about. It's like, even if I do on this one, I have not spent a dime on this game unless you count my Xbox Game Pass subscription because I got it free with the Game Pass subscription. Oh, is it on Game Pass? Yep, I didn't pay okay. for it. So, so it was free day one of a release. And it's like, all right, I like those games. I was thinking about purchasing it, but I was like, mm, maybe I'll wait till a sale. But uh, being able to play it free, it's like, oh, maybe I'll do 20 bucks sometime. Probably won't. But, you know, it's it's more appealing to spend that money, which is, I kind of think, why they put it on Game Pass in the first place, because you look at it differently than you do when you spend $60, $70 on a game when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say, um, speaking of Game Pass and, like, the money we spend and stuff like that, if I'm playing a game on Game Pass that I got from Game Pass, I am way more likely to spend money on their microtransactions. So if I was into this game, uh, that $60 I would have spent on the game would probably go to cards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what they're shooting for. I don't know. The, the Game Pass seems... Um, and I don't, work, I, I don't work with anybody that knows how it works so i'm just going off what i think the way it works and the way spotify works is they give uh like a percentage of how much you pay monthly to whoever you listen to so if you listen to a lot of one band that band will get more of your money from your monthly payment than any other band that you listen to uh, and that could be pennies you know or you could be like being yeah. listening to aer all day so my aer they get it like $10 a month for me. Um, <laughs> but it, I assume that's the same way it works for Game Pass. And it probably isn't. But if that's the way it works, these guys got to be making a lot of money. I mean, at least from what I heard, they make a lot of money. So uh, I don't know, man. That's If they're doing that plus selling the $60, you know, that people would spend on the game. 
in in game currency they they're making double the money they're they're right around that money we say that a game should cost anyways around a hundred dollars so yeah and well that's the thing i would argue is these were started because of the price of games but here's the problem even if they go okay we're we've got to raise these prices up to the i mean some of them have put it to 70 now but if they just strictly everybody $100, that's what we're doing, go. I don't see these going away with that now because they see from those whales that they could make yeah. billions of dollars, pounds, anything just to get these people to buy cards and stuff. And and the whales definitely have to be changing yeah, for them. They, they, that's, I mean, you're talking $10 billion from 5%. That's, that's got to be the ones they're shooting for. Uh, you know, when I made my game, I'm not planning on anybody playing it, but if I wanted someone to play it, it would definitely be someone with a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I know you didn't push for me to play. Like, this no, broke I was, guy, I was get like, the fuck out of here. Give me shit. No, yeah, it's like, get the uh, fuck out of here. When you download my game, since, since it is a free game and it's on itch.io, uh, they actually ask you, to donate if you want to donate and i have it set up where it suggests a two dollar donation mm-hmm. i've never got that i'm not saying uh, go out and buy my game but i'm just saying uh if i had a whale that went in there and donated you know 10 billion <laughs> 10 billion pounds i would keep making games like that you know what i mean so that's that's what's happening here is uh they're not they're not going to stop doing it unless they get told otherwise and uh we could see that it's it is building towards that, starting with the llama drama. It's building towards that where people in com- in countries are starting to make it illegal for kids to do this. So will MLB the show or NBA 2K or any of these big companies that make most of their money off this, will they change their games to, you know, in in our 21 or are they going to? keep it at E and drop it. I mean, how much money are you losing in that case? Because you're going to lose money either way. They're not changing, like you said, they're not changing anything until they have to. For sure. And I, with everything going on right now, I don't think they have to worry about anybody focusing on them right now either. So. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's go on over to Starfield. Have you heard about this yet? It is a game from Bethesda, yes, but apparently, uh, according to this article on Tech Radar three days ago, Starfield could release on Xbox Series X in 2021, but not PS5. It says, but what about PS5? Yeah, okay, um, but. So according to, from what we understand and what I was reading here, is they're saying it, it could be a couple year uh, delay between it going from Xbox to PlayStation. Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, so it makes sense that they're going to have a timed exclusive. Starfield seems like it's a very big game to be doing that. It, it could be. It could. But I guess it goes back to the question of, did Microsoft buy Bethesda to make them a Xbox exclusive? Or are they still going to release on everything? Uh, you're thinking like all Bethesda games, you're saying? It, it could be. 
I mean, what's the biggest knock on Microsoft, right? Or Xbox, let's say Xbox. Exclusives. They have no exclusives. Sony, yeah. you have God of War, Last of Us, um, Spider-Man. Inherently, though, you can't have exclusives on Xbox because Microsoft prides themselves on letting it be on PC and on Xbox. So Yeah. I am just yeah. I'm just saying like Halo is going to come out and it's going to be on PC and Xbox, which means it's not an Xbox exclusive. It PlayStation just started... has that chance where it's well, just no, hold on, hold on. Uh, if you're going to go with that exclusive, uh, Days Gone's going to PC until or until dawn. Horizon. Uh, no, you were on Days Gone. Oh, Horizon Two. Horizon's going to PC if it's not already there. Uh, I think there's mention of God of War. Everybody's pushing to PC. It still can be console exclusive. Okay. So if that's the case, then I feel like there is some Xbox exclusives. You have Gears of War. You got, uh, you know, Sea of Thieves. You got Halo. You got, uh, that's pretty much it. But, you know. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I know there's more. I know there's more. I'm just. But the thing is, it's not just more. What are those ratings? You go to Metacritic, type in yeah. God of War versus Gears of War. Or God of, Gears of War versus Spider-Man. Gears of War versus what? Halo hasn't seen a game that people have liked since Bungie left them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was there Halo 3 a 343 game? No. Oh, four no. was their first game. Oh yeah, but never since it's been three four three, it's been pretty garbage. Uh, I I decided to do a quick look up of what Forza. The uh, Forza, or, if you're a big racing game fan, I mean that's the racing game, right? But that is the exclusive that most people will think of. That got them Fable. They are the team making Fable. Yeah, F- Fable is going to be amazing, and that is an exclusive. Well, Sunset that. Overdrive would be see that it would be cool to see a sequel to. Yeah, on PlayStation, because guess who owns Insomniac? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping to see. Uh, well, I heard. Uh, you know, segueing. I did hear uh, Xbox might be having its own exclusive Star Wars game, so that could be something. It could be. I but also the question is. Um... Is that Indiana Jones game going to be uh, exclusive? Because that's Bethesda as well. Mm-hmm. Indy. Uh, we also have... Um, what was the other game that's coming out soon? Uh, the Harry Potter one. Is not is, is that one going to be exclusive? I haven't heard anything too much about it. I don't believe so. I, I think that's just... We'll see if that comes out. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, I, I loved playing the old games when the movies were coming out. Um, I would like to see something like nowadays to see what like a RPG with Harry Potter. That'd be pretty cool. It, it looks promising. Don't get me wrong. But it also, I believe it was like their producer or their head director left after there was already a s- issue because of, you know, J.K. Rawlings being J.K. Rawlings. So, it so seems I found, like I found that quote there too. By the way, okay, go ahead. Uh, another Star Wars related rumor: uh, 
that has been doing the rounds recently is that a game based on the Mandalorian television series is currently in the works. The This would be a crossover probably between the show and the game. It would be an Xbox exclusive based on the smash hit Disney Plus series. Uh, so that's that's what they're going for. That's that's what the exclusive little rumor is. Literally that quote in the whole article, um, you know how they do, is all I was looking for. Because, uh, I mean, I love The Mandalorian. I would love to see a Mandalorian video game. I don't want it to be about The Mandalorian. I don't want it to be about Grogu. Make it about something else in that universe. And maybe we like talk to him at some point for like a mission or something. I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be about him. I will point out, take this with a grain of salt here, because it says perhaps there is a cross, there is crossover, and these two projects are actually one and the same. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I'm all for. We talked about it last time. Was Kotor being remade? Um, the last Star Wars game we had was for. Uh, Gosh, what's it called? Fallen Jedi. And uh, I can't wait for the sequel of that one. Uh, so, I mean, these Star Wars games coming out, it's just like, keep feeding me this content. It's great. I even love Starfighters. That was a lot of fun. Plus, it's Disney. I don't see it being exclusive. I don't see either of those being exclusive. It's Disney. Disney is not going to let their stuff be exclusive unless they're getting paid a huge back end. I mean, Marvel Avengers had an exclusive... I guess it's Sony, but they had exclusive with Spider-Man. Well, yeah, it's guess who owns Sony? Or guess who owns Spider-Man? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I would like to see some uh, exclusives for Xbox that actually like change the game for them. And I know they bought a lot of studios, so we haven't hit that point where these studios start releasing things yet. Um. You know, speaking of Hellblade, how about Hellblade? That's a great exclusive. That was a fantastic game. I can't wait for the second one. Um, you know, we need those type of titles. We need uh, we need those God of Wars. We need the uh, uh, Spider Man's. We need we need those titles for Xbox. Last of Us. I mean, shit. You go and play Sony games. Uh, at least for me, being an Xbox user, I play a Sony game for the story. I don't really play story games on my Xbox. So having an exclusive on Xbox about story might not even be a thing I want when I actually go to play it. I have no idea. I'd go story either way. It just either ones is just place PlayStation's exclusives are better or far far better. Yeah. And I love Gears of War. I always have. There, it's my favorite it's favorite uh, Xbox exclusive and just favorite series. And I do. Four and five were okay. They weren't making me go insane, going, oh, man, I have to stand in line midnight. Next game comes out just to get it in time or call in sick the day. Eh, maybe I'm just too old now where it's like, eh, I'll get it later. Uh, you know, that brings into a, con- a discussion that I think we will have to have one day. Uh, this could be our next one that we keep, we keep referencing until we finally do it. Uh, but... Games have changed in that way. Uh, I remember standing in line for 12 hours for Halo 3. Um, I remember standing in line for Gears 3. Um, and I remember doing all that. Nowadays, though, the games, yes, there's digital release, so why stand in line? 
I think that mm. I think that's kind of the main issue here. But uh, the other thing is, even if you want a physical copy, uh, the way the systems work right now with like bots and the way people go and buy things now and then resell them, it's kind of more of a volatile uh, thing to do. So like, it's not fun to go to GameStop and wait for twelve hours. Now it's kind of a hassle. It's you know. It's, Got to go over to GameStop and sit there for 12 hours because I don't want some kid to take all the games and sell them on eBay for $40 more. Yeah. Well, they used to be fun, too. It's like the people in line at this... The best were the like the mothers that were there were so pissed. Because <laughs> it's like standing... In, what, what the fuck am I even standing in line for? I literally had one ask me. Like, a video what game? What game is this for? <laughs> I have to work tomorrow morning, and this is like it, it's sweet of you to do it. I understand you don't know what you're here for, but it's nice of you that you're doing it for your child. Yeah, I mean, Halo 3, uh, specifically for me, uh, we, we ditched school, me and my friends. We went and sat at the GameStop at like noon, we started sitting there, and it released at midnight, and we had. We had my friend come over with his grill on the back of his truck and we made, you know, asada tacos and shit for everybody that was in line. And then, like, other guys brought their uh, band stuff and there was, like, a live band outside GameStop. And there was just, you know, there's, like, 20 of us waiting in line, but we were we were having a party, man. It's not like that anymore, though. Oh, I God, know. I wasn't even, wasn't even in high school. When, um, my big memory was the Halo, <laughs> Halo 2. Um... And it was very, very fun because it basically drove 30 minutes because I lived in a really small town growing up. It was so I had to drive 30 minutes to the nearest GameStop or Game Store. I don't remember because there's two of them like right next to each other. Why? Who knows? Always seems to be that way. <laughs> so I drove 30 minutes north to the nearest GameStop to drive two hours south to our friend to our friend's place. Uh, <laughs> to then turn around and play this game. Oh yeah, and it's just oh, dude, the Halo insane. Three after after okay, so after staying there all night, it was like one o'clock when we finally got our game. You know what I mean? And we all left. My mom, my mom came and picked me up. I was like fifteen when Halo Three came out, and uh, we went and uh, we went home to play the game. Everybody passed the fuck out. <laughs> like I played with my crew, we got to uh, spoiler alert, I guess. We got to the part where Cortana started to fuck up, and then uh, not not Cortana started to fuck up. She did the little cutscene where like explained the lady that like started the Spartans, and um, you know, and then you find out you got to go help Cortana or some shit. We got to that bar, it was like the first level, and everybody's sleeping, and I'm just sitting there going, man, now I gotta wait till tomorrow to play this. So, <laughs> that was my experience for it. We didn't even get to play it that night. We waited like two days till we all got back together to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on from there, uh, Xbox Series X Fantasy IP reported, reportedly in the works from Hitman and James Bond developer. So this article you sent me. Yeah, it is. And I find this interesting, uh, at least on one level, because they just announced that James Bond project. Mm-hmm. And Which I'm all for. We'll see. Uh, 
Slappers only 007, or uh, not 007, but uh, Goldeneye. Oh my god, yes. I, but, I That's what I hope it is. I hope it's just a remake of Goldeneye. Like, give me Goldeneye in today's graphics, and we're done. We're done. I'm good. Don't even fucking update the controls. I want it to be just as complicated as it was on my N64. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> give me an Xbox attachment. That that gives me a third little fucking handle, so that it feels just as uh, as confusing. Then uh, unfriend me because I I would sit there and just yell at you because you'd bitch the whole time. Oh my god, I gotta keep switching my left hand from the analog stick to all the way over to the C buttons. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no. So it's IO Inter- uh, Interactive who's uh, done this, which they also announced that it will open a third studio location in Barcelona. Yes, I actually applied for this job in Barcelona. <clears throat> Got hit up by the senior senior developer on the project, and he says, uh, basically, in in less words, I can't get the job because they don't want to pay for visas for everybody. <laughs> they're hiring so many people that they're just trying to make sure they don't got to pay for visas. And I'm like, I get it. And we read this article right here. They doubled their staff, hired 400 people. Yeah. That's not which is, <laughs> that would make sense. That's a lot of visas. That's a lot of visas, bro. I mean, it can't be cheap. Uh, and I get it. The oh, guy was really nice. So, and the paperwork you'd have to deal with, and I'm sure lawyers you'd have to have involved. Oh my god, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. Well, back then I didn't know they were hiring this many people. It was like a few months ago. Um, but yeah, no. I, I when they announced about the 007 project, I got excited and went and applied for them. So this. I have a few questions here is kind of why I even brought this up for us to look at. It is supposedly a Xbox Series X fantasy IP. Yeah. From the people who are mostly known for the Hitman series. Yeah. Do you feel that is a good combination for a fantasy IP? So with 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 a company that is used to doing one thing, uh, it, it is hard to switch, mostly because uh, in the gaming industry, uh, if a company is making multiple different you know titles, they usually kind of use the same assets. Um, for instance, Respawn with uh, Apex and Fallen Order. There was a few assets that they used. They would redo the textures on the outside, but they would redo the ass- reuse the assets. You know, the AI controls the the movement kind of felt the same. Uh, and it saves them a lot of time. Uh, that, that That's what you went with there? Uh, which one are you thinking of? Uh, try Apex and Titanfall. Sure. Apex, well, that's, a, that's kind of like in the same title, you know? Uh, but yeah, companies, they like to use reuse assets. Uh, it happens all the time. So can you see any of those Hitman assets being used in a fantasy world? Uh, somebody changing clothes all the time, uh, stealthiness, kind of sneaking around buildings. That's kind of hard to see in a fantasy realm. But what kind of fantasy are we talking about? Are we talking about medieval dungeon crawlers? Are we talking about uh, magic and stuff like Fable? I think we already have a Fable coming out, so why do another one for Xbox? Fable um, 4, and that's not them. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if if Xbox is helping them out with this, they're going to be like, we want you know this type of game because we already have this type of game coming out. So, 
I, I can see this being uh, kind of like that grunge fantasy, probably stealthy. Uh, kind of feel, I would probably assume, like Hood. Uh, that game that's coming out later this month. I can see something mm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm, well, I think you're saying Hood because it's on your mind. That's true. But, but I'm also, I'm just thinking stealth and fantasy. Well, stealth, I would think of like Assassin's Creed or Splinter Cell or um, Thief, even when it comes to Thief. stealth. Yeah. As for fantasy, I don't know. I'm sitting here looking at what they've made for games and uh, see outside of Hitman, which they've got a lot of those. We have Freedom Fighters 1 and 2 and the blockbuster Kane and Lynch 1 and 2. And Lynch. I remember that one. That was a good one, wasn't it? Oh God! Oh, jeez. It it was yeah. okay. Gunplay was horrible. It was. Mm. I do remember this one. Yeah, that was fun. I liked it. Oh, uh, the first one was okay. The second one was. Yeah, I didn't play great. the second one. But it's just, I don't see them as being a very sci-fi. And who knows? It's like they're hiring, so there could be very few people that are actually going to be even worked on the Hitman ones. It could just be an entirely new section here that's going to have no one from there. I doubt it, but... Well, they do have one fantasy game. (laughs) Mini Ninjas. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, I mean, if you're going to go with that, Hitman's a fantasy game, too, because you get to live out the life of a Hitman. Sure, sure, sure. God, they have made a lot of Hitman games, though. A lot of Hitman. Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know. It says uh, in the article that talks about it that we were looking at, it does say that this uh, is like a dream child of the senior staff that they've been wanting to do for a few years. But they're saying that this isn't going to be done for a few more years, too. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Here it is. Without going into too much detail, we have a third universe that we're working actively on. This is from uh, IO Entertainment, which is a bit different and absolutely a love child. It is something our core people, people, our veteran staff, have been dreaming about for some time. See, they've been dreaming about it. They haven't been working on it. So, yeah, they're starting this thing brand new with yeah. a brand new studio. So, I mean, you got to put everything together. Not to mention, uh, you're still working on Hitman stuff, I'm sure, because that oh, came yeah. out what, this last year. They just announced the... Uh, which one were they doing? James Bond. Yeah. Which is... Um, isn't? Did they say anything about it yet? And like no. what it's gonna be, it just says Project 07, yeah. And there maybe something at E3 will come up about it. I don't know, but it's that's a whole other question. There is like, when do you announce a game? Do you announce it when it's almost done? Do you wait till it is done? Uh, so I think our uh, golden eye idea is back gone. Not to uh, change the subject real quick, but. It says uh, in this article about 007's project, uh, it says featuring a wholly original Bond story. 
players will step into the shoes of the world's famous secret agent to earn their zero zero status in a very first James Bond origin story. Oh yeah, there it wasn't. There wasn't gonna be. Damn it! <laughs> it, it, it was not gonna be Goldeneye in any way, shape, or form. That would be a logistical nightmare to get through all those hoops. Dude, I would just, I just want to see. Give us a multiplayer version of this. I don't care what the story is. The story was, it wasn't great. It was, it was, you know, in sixty four days. But uh, give me a uh, multiplayer that is literally the the double seven Goldeneye, but like redone, and I would be very happy. I mean, I'm sure it'll have aspects. It just, who knows what will be different. It'll probably be more closer to now. No, in our luck, it'll be a battle a battle royale. And it says that they're basing him off of Daniel Craig and Sean Connery. Hmm. I'm interested. I, I do. I, I love the little seven. And uh, we went really off topic on that one. But I really like the little seven, and I can't wait to see what IO has coming out for that their uh, fantasy game and more Hitman. Now I want to go play some Hitman too. Eh. Uh, I haven't gotten into a Hitman game in a while. Yeah, I haven't played one in a while, but uh, it, it does have that like unique feel that no other game has. You know, uh, specifically, I just keep thinking of uh, changing your clothes and your disguise and kind of like sneaking around, but as one of them. You don't really do that in any, in any other game. That is kind of a hitman trope. So that is yeah, cool. very true. Uh, speaking of E3, though, uh, Konami won't attend E3, but it is in deep development on a number of projects. We talked about <laughs> Konami a couple days, a couple weeks, no, last week. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Yep, yep. And I wonder what it's going to be. They're just going to, they're probably got, not going to be able to be there because they can't get their pachinko machine on the E3 floor. <laughs> Yeah, you are uh, you are on top of that Pachinko machine for Konami. Man, they had this article is like bare minimum here. Um, so they said, while we are not participating this year, we have great respect for the ESA and know that 2021 will be a great success. We will continue to support the ESA and wish the best to all. Um, yeah, this is basically this article is more of just a talking point, but it's just they won't be there. They have stuff in pre- production. Yeah, but it's not ready to be shown. It's not all this stuff, but it's like I just wanted to bring this up because we mentioned Konami last week and talked about really wanting to see them sell sell off their their IPs because they do nothing with them. So here they are. They're doing something with them. Hopefully that will be interesting. I know there's been multiple rumors of a Silent Hills game or Silent Hill game, depending on where they're going to go with that. Well, I mean, like, you know what I want when we talk Silent Hills. Everybody knows what we want. We want the PT to become a game. (laughs) Oh, oh, I I was going to go with Konami to sell it. But, yeah, that works, too. Dude, Konami, listen, if you whoever on Konami that said, you know, I got to listen to those boys on Co-op Couch, uh, stop this shit. Just 
Just sell it to Microsoft. They need exclusives. Let them have it. Um, stick to the Pachinko machines, man. You guys are making good money on that. No. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Take Metal Gear. Take uh, Silent Hills PT licensing. Sell it to Kojima. I would be happy with that. You guys fucked him wrong anyway, so he deserve he deserves more than what you did for him. For sure. Because you basically held him hostage in his contract until it expired, and it's just a shitty way to do something. It's like if you don't have, you know, you got IPs, you can you could sell off these IPs and still have it in the contract where it's like we have rights to make these into pachinko machines, because that's all you're keeping them for. You have pachinko machines for Metal Gear Solid and everything. Christ sakes, do they really? Yeah. Oh my god. Of course they do. Why wouldn't you? I guess. <laughs> that's just. I mean. Dude, look, we, we just talked about loot boxes. We, we just talked about how that shit feels like gambling. These guys literally make gambling machines. What I don't want to see is is Silent Hills PT, but with Casino. You know? <laughs> so I, I agree, Konami. Sell your shit to a company that actually cares about the IPs. Uh, get get kojima back on board no matter what company buys it even if kojima buys it get him back on board get the stuff that he was going to produce out of the way maybe even sell silent hill and metal gear gear whatever he created give it to him uh but yeah you guys just just step back for a bit okay (laughs) let someone else do this Mm -hmm. Uh, yep last metal gear game they made was metal gear survive I never even tried it. I did like Metal Gear uh, 5 Phantom Pain, though. I thought that was put together pretty well. Survive's present got a 60% on Metacritic, 5.5 on Polygon, uh, 6 out of 10 on Steam. But hey, if you want it, you can get it on the PlayStation Store for $8.99 right now. Uh, Yeah. I don't think I played it. (laughs) <laughs> uh as for you... oh cod no i saw it for no. what it was it was a steaming turd that they just wanted to release to make money uh yeah. as in the last kojima game that was metal gear solid here is a 93 on metacritic oh. doesn't show a polygon score a 9 out of 10 on steam and playstation store is selling that one for 20 dollars which one yeah fucked that? up metal gear solid 5 yeah phantom pain that one was good. That one was good. I agree. Uh, that one, I think, is on Game Pass. I think is how I played it. Speaking of that, or it was on Game Pass at some point. It might have been a free game with gold or something as well. Yeah, that's very possible. Uh, but that's where we're going to call it for this episode. Um, this is going to be a part one, part two series. So this is episode one. Uh, episode 2 will release tomorrow if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, so for that, that's going to be it for right now. So bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.